0: Good day, everybody, and welcome to Right Here and Right Now. Uh, yeah, I take myself only semi seriously, but what I'd like to talk about with you right now, in no understatement, is very, very serious. In fact, this is the crux of everything that I'm going to communicate to you that I've been working towards my entire life, and it encompasses all of my life phases, from early childhood being and knowing, challenges, rediscovering philosophy and questioning the world around in a healthy way from a big picture perspective, wanting to know things but not know them in a selfish manner. That's been one of the keys to me being able to let go and explain things from a big picture perspective, to get outside of myself so fully that I understand what this myself is that I can explain it. And in that search, in that journey, I discovered that a heck of a lot of helpful people along the way have done a lot of excellent work helping people hone in on who they are, On how to give yourself space. How to quiet the mind enough to allow that space wherein you can feel who you are. Because honestly that is exactly where you find yourself. And while I did that as well and always had a tether to who I was from a very young age. You know all through my life I had the feeling of who I was. It never went away completely. It just didn't and yet it deepened in 2014 when I had that experience of contemplating a situation bigger than me. And if you go back and listen to the first episode of Illuminating the Disconnect, you'll hear me describe a contemplation that I had been doing in the evenings now and then for a few months. And during these contemplations, I kept feeling closer and closer to some spine-tingling moment wherein um, I would experience something. And it was a, a letting go. And only after it happened can I describe in retrospect exactly what was let go. And it was the tether to the egoic self, the self within the mind, the mind within the mind, wherein we exist as an idea to ourselves and to the world. And through which we can filter absolutely everything, if we're not aware. And so in that contemplation, I contemplated being a bear in nature. And the question on my mind, Steve's mind, which honestly wasn't Steve's mind. It was the universal mind of knowing, just flowing through all things. Wanting to feel, what does nature feel? What's it like? What's it like to just experience this without anything having to be made out of it. No further thought, no ulterior motive, and no commentary. And on that night, January 11th, 2014, that is exactly what happened. The tether to that mind let go. I had weakened it by not paying attention to it for years. Not being overly concerned about myself on an ego-based level even though I know that we're all allowed to look after ourselves on an existential level because that's the primary motive of life, to be here, to stay alive, to remain alive. And hopefully, further to that, to actually experience it in a primary way where it is felt, satisfied, and enjoyed, unless there's an actual reason, a resistance for it not to be enjoyed. And since 2014, the primary thing that I've come to have a deeper understanding of is what we are. And so while a lot of what I'm talking about is my journey to understanding this by feeling it, this is the primary thing that I wish to communicate so that people can have a framework in which to do a lot of the work that others have put forward over the years. And I'm talking about Lao Tzu in the Tao Te Ching. I'm talking about the words of Jesus, the words of Buddha, the words of saints, the words of Krishnamurti, the words of Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, the words of anyone who has sat with themselves and felt that complete inner peace of being. Embracing the duality of being beyond question and knowing it. But what I haven't heard addressed directly and poignantly in all this time through all the reading i've done and i've done a little bit of reading (laughs) i've had so many books over the years i give most of them away as needed when people have a question that you know i i know will have a better answer in a book than from me or my experience you know through all that searching i never heard anyone say what we are and yet i know why Because you have to be so far outside your ego to know what we are that it is a fact beyond question. Because who we are is individual. I've said this before and I will say this to the end of my days. The most successful thing I've done in my entire life is to know who I am. To accept it and to live it. I don't even have to say to love it. To love myself. That's implied. When you accept yourself. And then you work with it. With all your human qualities and failings and frailties and strengths. But as far as helping others, laying the framework of what we are is going to be much more fair and fundamental for you as it was for me. Because I again, in doing the work that I've done over the years, the constant... consistent theme and framework has been the bigger picture because I always knew this life my life is about more than me it has to be because I breathe the air in that's not a part of me until I do I eat food it's not a part of me until I do I consume things and then after you consume something there's waste there's excess there's something to be dealt with and it goes back out into the world And on an individual fundamental level, even though I am an individual entity right here, I'm not much without the world around me. And in context of the world around me, the big picture is very, very important. And the big picture is much more encompassing than what's in my mind. And yet that's where a lot of people carry their sense of self and their sense of the world is through the identities of how they relate to the world through concepts in the mind. Now, knowing what we are embraces this and gives an understanding of the framework in which we've been operating in a fairly limited context as humans. Even though it looks like we're insanely successful on this planet with having harnessed the self-conscious mind and then turn nature around us into the world that we see more aptly the human society that we've built by going everywhere on the world by searching the world for resources by using them breaking them down combining them recombining them and building cities creating agriculture creating transportation and moving like busy bees all over this planet which is really just a side effect of our busy mind moving around inside our individual heads. And I'll explain a lot more about that later and how that process, individuated, is extrapolated out and how the extreme form of that, people who literally don't shut their mind off and are oblivious to what they are, allow that to create the entirety of their world by continually keeping busy under the name of progress, of science, of achievement, of success. But notice it's almost always connected to material because that's a mind-based Projection, And we live in an age where it's becoming obvious that there are side effects, there's collateral damage to thinking without feeling. And that's what I'm here for is to um, enlighten as to the human condition of what we are. So let's start there. What are we? Well, I like to say, quite simply, we are a human look at me go talking much we are a species that has evolved self-conscious thought and a commensurate ego that goes hand in hand with that self-conscious thought more so than any other species on the planet we are spirit in form in a body living through a mind. And there are layers to that mind, which is what I'm going to be getting at with explaining what we are. Now, I'm not going to go into detail, because I don't think it's important, about what I think I know about human evolution, what I think I may be able to theorize about the origins of human life, or life in general, even though I think it's fascinating, and I've got thoughts. I want to put them aside, because they aren't as important as the human mind thinks they are. And that's part of understanding how to look at ourselves from outside of our human mind, accepting that we don't know everything and we don't need to in order to live this life because you don't know how your body works and yet it does. And you can experience the hell out of it without being able to explain it. And that's part of the secret and the mystery of life and sinking into a feeling of deep peace and freedom and satisfaction in every moment. So what we are is unique amongst life forms on earth, likely not in the universe. There's other life forms that have evolved self-conscious thinking with ego. They'll have an expression very similar to ours in whatever format they've been able to take it, but that doesn't really matter either. I just want to keep talking about what we are in general so that we can understand it. And so that we can live who we are within that. They can be done independently. But I'm beginning to see that the access to who we are can be made easier by understanding what we are. Because it does exactly what I did. It puts the mind in its place. Because if you're trying to figure out who you are from within your mind and constantly keeping engaged there, I can promise you, you won't completely find it. Because it's not there. The feeling of being, of who you are, is a complete thing. Your entire body is involved. The energy of who you are, who you were born into this world as, was there and was complete at the time of your birth, and it'll be with you till the day you die. Now what gets in the way is the human self-conscious mind which can be a great help to this life, can be very interesting, can be applied and, and be exciting through imagination, through creation, through levels of understanding. But ultimately, those things are temporary, whereas the feeling of being of who you are is the foundation of who you are. And to get to know that, as I said, has to be transcendental to the self-conscious mind, and especially the ego. Because what our self-conscious mind did once upon a time saved us. It saved us very likely at some point in our evolutionary biological history when our circumstances changed so fast that we had to adapt to survive and we weren't able to physically move far enough To survive so we had to think quick and our mind spontaneously adapted dots connected and we looked at the outside world in a brand new way for the first time we knew how to make something out of what was around us in order to perhaps feed ourselves protect ourselves move from here to there get away from our circumstances more quickly course i don't have the exact answer i don't think that's important but when i realized that i got a shiver down my spine and this rising feeling in my chest which i always do when when i have a thought that i know is universally true and this self-conscious mind would have had a self-reflective idea about you at the exact same moment And so when our mind came up with an idea and was able to store it within our mind, save it for later, it attached you to it because you were involved. It helped save you in that moment, whoever that you was that it happened to millennia ago. And in that aspect, the ego wasn't this overtly selfish thing. It was a piece of information that was vital to the piece of the puzzle that the mind was helping us through helping us survive. Now that to me is an extremely exciting proposition because I've never heard anybody say that. How the genesis of ego was obviously a very positive thing because it meant survival. All life forms are granted the universal right to survival. And so the fact that we did that unto ourselves within our mind our mind evolved you see the environment of our mind expanded to include information about ourselves in relation to the world around us beyond a primal instinctual way and that was the beginning of us disidentifying from ourselves in a primal instinctual way the disconnect That was the beginning. That was probably so long ago. Can you see that because it was so long ago that is it is now so ingrained in 2021 that human mind made a year that this is taken to be the ever-present human condition. And to many, it's the only lens through which we should live because we can do it and we've obviously done it successfully question is, on what level has it been successful? Does eight billion of us consuming a lot of products on the planet while some of us starve to death every day and others are at war in wars they don't even understand? Is that success? Is it? Or would you say feeling your best knowing who you are, being healthy and vibrant is success? I think I know the answer to that one. I'll leave it with you. But just contemplate for a moment the bigger picture of what you are in that context. That this mind within you has grown to such proportion and been fed information from the time you were born, starting with your name. Which isn't who you are, by the way. You can throw your name away and still feel just fine knowing who you are. You know, I know my name is an identifier and it's fine. I'm neither here nor there with it. Same with using different words to describe me. People say, hey, you, or, you know, he's over there. I don't care what pronoun they're using. I don't care how they're addressing me in particular. More so, it's the intention. If it's benign, then there you go. It's just words. I know that I'm more than that, and yet I don't make more out of it. I just use what I am and who I am and live my life. It's that simple, and that's what I want to relate to you over and over again, is how simple it is. But if you contemplate what you are, it will take you outside of yourself so that you can realize that a lot of what you've been thinking isn't you. It never was. And that's true of everyone in the human race. It can't define you because by default, what is in your mind only got put there since you were born, there are energies that are passed on. Just by virtue of being human, we have instincts that we know from birth. You know, humans know how to swim from birth. Humans know to pay attention. They know what makes them happy. They know when their parent is smiling at them, they smile back. You know, those aren't thoughts in our head. They're deep, deep instinctual knowings. But what we are allows us, from the time we're born, to take information in and store it. And we get to know who we are in relation to that information in the world around us through the subset of our mind called the ego. And this is just the way we are. There's no judgment needed about it. It's the understanding of it that actually helps us to sink into an understanding and a deep peace so that the ego and the self-conscious mind can be put into place. When they arose, they had to go hand in hand because the self-conscious mind grew by adding information in a storage capacity to our brain. And I'm convinced that's the reason for the growth and evolution of the size of the human brain in, in history, as opposed to some of the other theories out there which I've investigated and which have been investigated as a way to explain, you know, why this happened just to us. But again, I'm not so concerned with that as I am with using what we are by being able to know it so that we can handle it so that we can put our mind in its place because it only has a place. It's not necessary all the time. I can promise you that because I know that my mind is not on very often at all anymore. It's on when it needs to function right now it's assembling words and phrases i'm not really remembering anything i'm not racking my brains to tell you this information because it's so grounded in my being that it just comes out and i never had to write it down in the last seven years because it is what it is it's not something to remember and that's something i have found since 2014 is with less things in my mind moment to moment. I remember so many things about my life. I remember how to do things. I learn things quicker. Because my mind, as powerful as it is, can be actually put to use in the moment. And it's exciting. It's being used then as the tool that it is. It isn't being used to complain, to worry, to dwell for circular thought. It's never indecisive is what it comes down to. Because our mind has been going for all this time because it's been empowered to. Think of it from the mind's point of view and the ego's point of view. The ego takes credit for so many things in our lives and in your individual life, and yet it's not responsible for who and what you are. But if it did have a hand in the evolution of thinking that saved us, that allowed us to simply be here, well, on, the, on a self-conscious mind level, that's fantastic. It's a fact. It happened. From the ego's perspective, it's like, wow, I did that. Look at me. I'm just going to keep going then. And that's basically the story of our mind. Since it clicked on to that capacity, it's just been going and going and going. And look at laws of physics that can actually explain this. You know, energy once in motion remains in motion until what? Until it has a reason not to be until it has resistance. So what I'm here to offer you is that proper resistance, meaningful resistance, a reason to not have to think incessantly. And that reason is to know who you are and to experience this fricking moment as it is so you can deal with it. It's not for this grand illusion of enlightenment that all of a sudden makes everything perfect forever. It's not a switch that goes off and solves all your problems it's a switch that goes off and allows you to deal with reality fully so that you actually can make decisions and figure it out doesn't mean it's easy doesn't mean you even have to like it but i can promise you dealing with it is very satisfying everything that's real that you deal with in life is satisfying falling in love getting a new friend even mourning someone that's passed going through your own trauma injury and then healing from it doesn't have to feel good but it's satisfying when it's done authentically when it's real and you get a complete human experience of it and that's more easily done knowing the context of what we are that sometimes your mind can help as it does with me when i'm challenged by an injury or something like that i really go into it with my mind and fully and completely allow my mind to be positive and help me heal through the situation. Never complaining, not dwelling, accepting what is and going with it. And when things are challenging in a, in a hard way, in a negative way, I'll just shut my mind off, not allow it to disempower me. The vast majority of the time, other than that is like being in ready mode, Just waiting enjoying life, knowing your mind is fully capable of rising to the occasion without it having to be overtly on alert. And so what we are, you know, the energy of being, who you are, in body, the physical manifestation of consciousness, with a mind that can be used when needed. If you know that about yourself and feel it, then you're kind of good to go in any situation. And you'll be very empowered to be decisive, to take care of things that need to be taken care of. And to focus on things that you really feel you are here for. You know, what are your tastes? What are your skills? What are your likes and dislikes? Assess them honestly and then pursue them authentically and you will feel generally just fine all the time you won't even have to try because that is the natural state of most things and you can look at nature animals even plants existing peacefully that's the general approach of most life forms is to just go about their instinctual daily life and relax and enjoy being much of the rest of the time what we are I'll be talking a lot more about this because it is fundamental it'll be one of the first two or three books published my story illuminating the disconnect will be amongst the first as well because it's a heck of a story true story but what we are is the one i'm most excited about because it's universal and it applies to all of us and it always will because it's so beyond me it's got nothing to actually nothing to do with me except that i got so far out of my way that i've been able to explain it and in as much as i don't get to eccentric about these things or what's the word I'm looking for esoteric about these things like you know finding my calling knowing why I'm here in as much as I can say I have a calling I'd have to say it's that in a secondary way to knowing who I am and what I am myself because without that I wouldn't be able to be here, to allow this information to flow through, for you to know how we connect to each other, to life, fundamentally, base consciousness, expressing itself, and I want, as I always did want, to enjoy myself, for no reason, just to be here, and I've achieved that, And in a world at a time when there's a heck of a lot to challenge us, as you know. Everyone has their challenges. They're not all that different, though. It's just depths and degrees. So I wish you well. And I wish you some relaxation and some patience in slowing down your mind to contemplate some of the words I've said and take it very simply. And yet very seriously, life is a very serious, seriously unserious proposition. The serious part, knowing who you are and knowing what you are. The unserious part, living it, experiencing it for yourself with others. Because that's a natural byproduct of being a social species and of just being a part of life, which is all around us at all times. Friends, if you'd like to support the podcast and support this guy, Steve Willatt, in doing this full-time, it doesn't take much. Steve is here just to do this, primarily, and also just to eat, sleep, and interact with the other humans and other life on a day-to-day basis. I want nothing from this life that I don't have right now. And so any money I get in excess of that will always go back into helping in whatever way I'm able to contribute. And you can contribute to an account that I have set up at LibraPay L-I-B-E-R-A-P-A-Y under the name Steve alat capital S-T-V-E capital A-L-L-A-T or you can also find me on PayPal under my email address steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com and at stripe using the same email. If you have any questions, send me an email steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. I would love to hear from you and uh, respond in kind. Take care.